Welcome into Yelling from the Couch. I'm Brent Humphreys, and this week is the Week Four Preview Pick'em NFL slate. I'm joined by Gage Burdovich. We pick this week's games. So far on the season, I'm 26 and 19 in picks. Gage is 24 and 21. We'll see if we can continue to stay above 500 for the season. Stick around right after this for myself and Gage making picks. Hello, everyone. Welcome into Yelling from the Couch. This is the week four pick'em. I'm Brent Humphreys and joined by Gage Burdovich. Gage, how you doing this week? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Ready to pick these week four matchups. Uh, week three was uh, a little crazy. Yeah, just a little bit. I'm hoping that I do better this week. I don't know how you did, but I know my record wasn't exactly the best last week. Uh, last week I went nine and six, and you went seven and eight last week. Hey, not a good showing on my part. <laughs> but you overall so far, I'm twenty six and nineteen for the season, and you are twenty four and twenty one, which is above five hundred. So. Through three weeks, that's not bad. Above 500, being, you know, keeping above that level and, there. And, you know, if I stay above 500 all season, I'll take that. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, right now, usually we start off and we review the game from the day before, but we're recording a day earlier than we usually do. There's a game going on right now between the Lions and the Packers. The Lions are ahead right now as we speak 17 to 13. Uh, Gage, what do you think about this game? We won't pick this game, obviously, because it's in progress right now, but what do you think about it? Well, I don't know what's going on with the Packers' offense. I mean, Jordan Love just threw an interception. I think they have nine total yards so far, and we're, what, two minutes into the second quarter, and Detroit is just mowing down the Packers. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, the Lions, they, they've got a fun offense. They beat the Packers last year uh, in the season finale uh, to end the Packers season and end the Aaron Rodgers era. Uh, Detroit just scored another touchdown there, 23-3 uh, 20, right now in the pack. Uh, it's not looking good for the Packers. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a it's an ugly score for the Packers right there. Yeah, and this hurts me uh, personally just because I have David Montgomery on my bench in fantasy, and he already has oh. a touchdown since not even that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not going to help the fantasy team out this week for sure. <laughs> uh, so looking ahead, week four, uh, starting with the Sunday slate of games. This Sunday at 9.30 from London, the Atlanta Falcons will play the Jacksonville Jaguars. And if you're interested, they're also playing uh, in Woody's room, or not Woody's room, in Andy's room <laughs> for the Toy Story game. Uh, Jacksonville is a three-point favorite. Uh, Gage, what do you think about this game? You know, both teams, they've really shown glimpses this year of how good they really can be. I think this game will be a fun one to watch. Too bad it's an international game and starts at, you know, sunrise over here. Um <laughs> But, man, I, this one was hard to pick. I'm going to take the Jaguars on this one just because it seems like they have a little more offense, even though they really stuttered last week. Um, and you said three points. I'll take the points. I think they cover, and I'll take the Jags to win this one. Uh, last week, J 
Jacksonville really surprised me with losing at home to the Texans uh, the way they did. Uh, that's two losses in a row. The week before, the offense scored nine points against the Chiefs. Jacksonville has been struggling. But the Falcons, you know, they're two and one, but they haven't really impressed too much either besides B. John Robinson. He's looked pretty good. I'm going to go with the Jaguars here too, and I think they're going to cover and they're going to get it back going again. And if they don't, that's going to be a while before I pick the Jaguars again <laughs> if they look bad like they have. But I'll go with the Jaguars as well. The next game, the 1 o'clock game, the Miami Dolphins travel to Buffalo, Orchard Park, to face the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like in this matchup? you tell me that Buffalo's a two-and-a-half-point favorite after the Dolphins just dropped 70 last week? Really surprises me. Yes. Uh, granted, neither team played a good uh, defense last week. You had Buffalo and Washington and in Miami and Denver. Um, just the 70 points really just is swaying me towards the Dolphins on this one. I'm going to take the Dolphins. Uh, I guess you could call them the underdogs this game for whatever reason, but give me Miami. I, I don't care if this game's played in Buffalo, if it's played in Miami, if it's played on the moon. After that game last week, I'm taking Miami. With the 70 points, video game numbers that they put up, I know Buffalo put up a lot of points too, but Miami is just too impressive with that run game. I have never seen so many shuffle passes go for a touchdown. Shovel passes go for a touchdown than I did the other day in Miami. Denver had no answer once they got down there. And then you had I think, doing the no-look thing, and that was like, where is this coming from? Yeah. It's like they were just toying with them out there, and – I think that Miami is just too powerful right now, too much offense. Give me Miami. They're winning this game as the away underdog. The next 1 o'clock game is is probably the worst game of the week. The Denver Broncos travel to Soldier Field to face the Chicago Bears. Denver is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite after the beating they took last week. Who do you like in this matchup? If there's any game that should be played internationally over in London, so this way a majority of people, in at least in America, don't have to watch it, it's this game right here. Um, yes. Both of these teams, they, they got beat up badly last week. Bears by Kansas City, Broncos like Miami, we just got done talking about. Um, this matchup was so bad, I just flipped the coin to pick because I, I really didn't know. And it ended with the Broncos, so I'm going to take the Broncos on this one. Look, you were saying this should be an international game. This is the Toy Story game. Even Andy doesn't even want to play with these two teams right here. (laughs) That being said, give me the Denver Broncos because – just because. (laughs) I mean, either result won't surprise me. It's going to be a terrible game with two terrible teams, but I will take the Broncos in this one as well. The next 1 o'clock game is an AFC North battle between the Baltimore Ravens. They travel to Cleveland, face the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland is a three-point favorite in this one. Gage, who do you like? After last week and the Ravens coming off a surprising loss against the Colts, the Browns are coming off a dominant win against Tennessee. Uh, Stats-wise, the Browns' defense has done much better this year than Baltimore's. 
I think the offenses are pretty even. I would call Cleveland's a little bit better, but pretty well matched up. Um, I'm going to take Cleveland on this one, and I do think they cover. I'm, I'm going to go with the Ravens in this matchup. Uh, on the road, I know it's going to be tough. The dog pound's going to be rowdy and everything. I just I just feel the Ravens in this matchup. Uh, they they coming off a loss last week to Indianapolis that they shouldn't, you know, surprising result. Uh, I think they'll bounce back this week and, and get the upset over the Browns. The next 1 o'clock matchup. The Cincinnati Bengals travel to Nashville to face the Tennessee Titans. Cincinnati is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, who you got? Tennessee's just awful. I mean, they have one good player, really, in Derrick Henry, and he went for, I think, 20 total yards last week. Um, Hopefully, Cincinnati, they can get their offense going from the very beginning. Instead of, you know, trying to make a a second-half comeback or something like that, um, I'll take the Bengals in this one, and I do think they cover. I'm also going with the Bengals, uh, surprisingly. <laughs> uh, right? Uh, I will. I think they're going to cover as well. Uh, I think the offense is going to get off to a quicker start than they have. Uh, Burrow and Chase got that connection going. Now Burrow needs to get Higgins in there. Higgins had a few big drops the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Bengals' defense really uh, carried them for most of that game the other day. The Rams would have probably scored a few more points if they would have ran the ball, but for some reason they were insisting on just throwing the ball. <laughs> and that Bengals pass rush was in Stafford's grill all night. Um, I think we'll see more of that if uh, the Titans get behind and have to throw. That favors the Bengals. I will take the Bengals in this one and to cover. Speaking of the Rams, the next game, the Rams go to Indianapolis to face the Colts. This one is even odds. Who are you liking this matchup? Wow, that's the first even odds of the season. Um, yes. The, the Rams, for some reason, it seems like they've hit a little bit of a roadblock. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, it, teams have started really doubling uh, Puka and Stafford doesn't feel comfortable going to anybody else, even though they keep passing the ball. Like you just said, um, they need to get their run game really going again from the beginning to have a chance. Um, the Colts, we t- talked about coming off a big win against Baltimore. I think that the Rams will be able to get that run game going against the Colts, uh, in turn leading to bigger plays downfield. Anthony Richardson should be coming back, I think, to play. I don't really know. I think he's still in concussion protocol, but he returned to practice, so... That tells me he should be able to play. Um, and Richardson just really hasn't – he hasn't shown enough to me yet just because he hasn't played much. So, all that being said, I'll take the Rams on this one. I'm going to go with the Colts in this matchup Ooh. only because it's in Indy. And if Richardson can't go, we're getting Gardner Minshew. And he right now, I believe, gives the Colts the best chance of winning. Mm-hmm. And if if he can, if he's starting, I believe that they will win. I'm going to go with the Colts either way, just because it's a home game. Uh, the Rams really haven't got things going. The la- like last week, the first week, mm-hmm. the first week they were really rocking and rolling. Second week they looked okay against the Niners, and then 
Monday night, it's just like you said, I don't know if he's not trusting any other receiver or whatnot. But uh, I will roll with the Colts on that matchup. And they'll cover because it's even. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the next matchup, the Tampa Bay Bucks travel to New Orleans to face the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Who are you liking this one? Yeah, I feel this is this matchup every year. We get it twice a year. It's always a good one to watch every time because, you know, you have a top corner in the league, Marshawn Lattimore, always going up against uh, a yearly top good receiver in Mike Evans. It seems like Marshawn Lattimore is usually able to shut him down. Uh, Baker Mayfield throwing him the ball. We've seen Evans go off already this year. He made a great one-handed catch last week. Um, I don't know if Lattimore is going to be able to contain him this week. In in hopes that he doesn't, I'm going to take the Bucks on this one. Oh, the upset. Ah, on the other hand, as I stated last week on this podcast, for some reason it's stuck in my head. The first two weeks I picked against Tampa Bay, no matter how good they looked. So just out of principle last week, I went against Tampa Bay, and I said I'll probably just pick against them all season. <laughs> so with that being said, I'm on with the Saints in this matchup. I don't think they'll cover, but I think that they will beat Tampa Bay only because I'm not betting you know, with Tampa Bay this season. So <laughs> that's, the, that's the only reason. I'm rolling with New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, Washington Commanders travel to Philadelphia to face the Eagles. The Eagles are a nine-point favorite. Do you like in this matchup? I feel this one could be a sneaky matchup, considering Washington ended the undefeated streak for Philly last year. Um, you know, the, this year Washington has a different quarterback at the helm. He's not a Tyler or a Taylor Heineke. I actually like Heineke. I do not like Sam Howell. So, just because of the different quarterback play, I'll take Philly on this one, and I do think that they cover. I'm going to agree with you on this one. I think Philly will cover this one. The Commanders looked awful last week after looking pretty decent the first few weeks, but then they had that close matchup with Denver, and we all saw what happened with Denver last week. So, that really wasn't that much of an impressive win once you think about it. And Philly has just been on a roll so far, even though they've had a little bit of issues, you know, team chemistry and everything. Still, Super Bowl runners-up, one of the best teams in the NFC. Give me the Eagles. I think they also cover at home. The next matchup is a battle of the winless Minnesota Vikings going to Charlotte to face the winless Carolina Panthers. Minnesota is a four-point favorite in this game. Who are you like in this one, Gage? It's crazy to think that both of these teams are 0-3. Because when you look at it, you look at the Panthers, you're like, yeah, yeah, I can see them being 0-3. Then you mm-hmm. look at the Vikings, and you're like, how are these guys 0-3? Yeah. Kirk Cousins leads the league in passing yards, passing touchdowns. I think he leads the league in uh, completions. He's just been let down by his defense every week without fail. Um, on the other side, it's looking like a go for Bryce Young. Uh, he was back at practice today. Hopefully, he's healthy to play. Um, the Red Rocket, you know, for having a little bit of practice, not much with the team, I think he did good for what he was given last week. Um, if Bryce Young's in there, I- I'm still not impressed with him. I'm going to take Minnesota on this one. Hopefully, they can get in the win column, and I'll take the points. 
I'm going to agree with you here. Uh, I'm going to roll with the Vikings here. Uh, Andy Dalton, he's always just solid. He's not going to be anything better. He could be worse, but he's not going to get any more than solid. He's solid. Uh, but if Bryce Young's playing, if Andy Dalton's playing, it doesn't matter. I'm going with the Vikings on this one. The Vikings have to get in the win column. Although, apparently, Justin Jefferson's liking people's Instagram posts about the defense being trash and this and that. You know, they might not be wrong, but uh, maybe causing a little issues between uh, teammates there. But I'm going to roll with the Vikings on this one, and I think that they will cover and get their first win of the season. The last 1 o'clock game Sunday, the Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Houston to face the Houston Texans. Pittsburgh is a three-point favorite. Gage, who do you like in this matchup? I really hope for Pittsburgh's sake that this isn't a quote-unquote trap game. Um, it feels like every year there's always one for the Steelers. You know, last year it was the Jets. They should have beat the Jets. They lost. Uh, even when Big Ben was in the league, it felt like there was always that one trap game where they did lose. I'm hoping this isn't it. You know, C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins and Tank Dell, they have been balling this year, and they are doing so much better than I could ever imagine. Even if they are, I think they're one and two. Um, that being said, the Steelers' defense is just too good, I believe. I'll take Pittsburgh on this but I don't think they cover. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to pick Pittsburgh on this. Uh, I think that they'll – I think they'll win by three, so I think it'll be a push. But C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins are starting to get something going here. Uh, that connection's pretty good. Last week, they put 37 up against Jacksonville, which was a surprise at Jacksonville for Houston. I thought, you know, they would – had no shot of winning that game pretty much. I think they'll play Pittsburgh pretty tough, but like you said, Pittsburgh's defense is probably going to carry Pittsburgh in this one. Pittsburgh wins, but it's going to be a push. It's going to be – well, I was going to say it's going to be closer than what they think, but they think it's three, so it's going to be close as they think, I think. <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders travel out to California to face the L.A. Chargers. Chargers are a five-point favorite in this one. Gage, who you got? Being three weeks into the season, I think the Raiders have basically proven that their offense only goes through Devontae Adams. And, you know, he even said last week after the game against Pittsburgh, I believe it was, and, quote, I don't have time to wait. So that makes me wonder if there's some internal troubles going on, if maybe Devontae's just not going to give it as hard as because he's like, you know, not on a winning team, why should I try? Um, with all those problems, Garoppolo leading the league in interceptions. The Chargers do have some ball hawks on the team. I'll take the Chargers, and I'll take the points on this. Devontae Adams, it kind of reminds you of Randy Moss back in the day. He comes from the NFC North, and he goes to play for the Raiders. And he just doesn't care once he gets playing for the Raiders because they, for some reason, aren't competitive. And he's... You know, like you said, there might be some internal thing going on there. You wonder if maybe he's regretting that decision to leave Green Bay. Now, granted, Aaron Rodgers left this year too, but what does he have in in Las Vegas? It's about the same as what Green Bay is, so did he really improve himself? So far, it's not looking that way. 
Chargers are one and two. Uh, but I think even with Mike Williams going down with the torn ACL, which is really a shame because it seems like every year either Keenan Allen or Mike Williams is hurt. They both can never be in at the same time to make that offense even more explosive than what, what it is. But I'm going to take the Chargers in this one. I think that they cover, and I think that they – yeah, I think they cover. So I'll take the Chargers. The next 425 game, New England Patriots travel to Dallas to face the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, who do you like in this matchup? After coming off an embarrassing loss last week against Arizona, who, you know, they don't even sell their quarterback's jersey in their pro shop, <laughs> uh, you have to wonder if this is the start of the train of Dallas already playing horrible and it's just the beginning of the season. Dak looked awful last week. The pick he threw to end the game, I don't know where he was looking because he threw it basically right to the defender. Uh, Patriots are the Patriots. It feels like their games will always be close. It feels like they'll always be, you know, at least a contender to win the game. So with all that, I'll take the Patriots on this one. Oh. So uh, Dallas last week, an embarrassing loss to, like you said, uh, quarterback who doesn't even have his jersey at the pro shop and he's starting for the NFL team. And for them to go out and not just lose by a score, I mean, lose by a pretty good little margin at, you know, against that team. And Dak throwing that interception at the end there, not a good look. Like you said, the Patriots, they'll keep games close. Uh, Bill Belichick still is the coach of that team, uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time. I'm going to go with Dallas in this one, though, but I'm going to, they're not going to cover. Um, and Dallas, have we overhyped them after the first two weeks? I mean, look, they beat down the Giants, but what have the Giants done this season? And then they beat an Aaron Rodgers Jets the second game. What have they done this season? So maybe we overhyped the Cowboys, but I think this week I think they'll win. If they don't win, that's going to tell us a lot about what Dallas really is. Because the Patriots are no pushovers, and it's going to be a tough matchup. But I'll take Dallas. The next 425 game is the Arizona Cardinals off of their big upset of Dallas last week, traveling to San Francisco or Santa Clara to face the 49ers. Niners are a 14-point favorite at home. Gage, who are you liking that one? I mean, you know, we just got done talking about the Cardinals and the Cowboys. Um, I would like to think that Josh Dobbs could pull a miracle out of his hat. But uh, being at home, being against the 49ers, being how good the 49ers squad is, it's not going to happen. Um, I give you the 49ers on this, and I do think they cover. Even though 14 is a lot, I think they cover. So last week we were talking about Dallas potentially being one of the best teams in the NFC and the Eagles being one of the best teams and the 49ers. Arizona knocked off one of those three teams last week. This week they come in to play San Francisco, and I think there's no chance that they beat San Francisco. I think San Francisco wins, and they probably beat them down. They cover, like you said, 14's a lot, but Niners are just ridiculous. They're not going to – even let Arizona be close in this game. Niners win, going away pretty early. The Sunday night matchup, Kansas City Chiefs 
go to East, East Rutherford, New Jersey, face the New York Jets. Chiefs are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Taylor Swift is reportedly going to be in attendance. Whew. Gage, who do you like in this matchup? I would have loved to see this matchup if Aaron Rodgers was still on the team. But now you have Zach Wilson most likely still going to be a starting quarterback, and then they just went out and signed Trevor Simeon this week. Um, I think the game's going to get so out of hand so quick. I think you'll see Trevor come in by the second quarter to take over for Zach Wilson, and you'll start hearing Jets fans cheer for him, even if he plays horrible. Just because it seems like Jets fans do not like Zach Wilson. Can't imagine why, but they do not like him. Uh, and with Taylor Swift in the house, I think that gives an extra boost to the Chiefs offense because it seems like it did last week. Um, I'll also take, you know, Trev- or, uh, Taylor Swift in there. I think Kelsey scores at least twice. Uh, give me the Chiefs on this one, and I do think they cover. I'm going to agree with you on this one. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think they're going to cover. The Jets are in some sort of turmoil here. The Jets defense, what happened to that great Jets defense that was around last year? It's nowhere to be found this year. And then the offense, they had to have made this game early in the season thinking that Rodgers, Mahomes, Sunday night football. But now it's going to be more about Kelsey and Taylor Swift. (laughs) They're going to get more, you know, time than the Jets will. You got Joe Namath out here talking about Zach Wilson needs to be gone, and they're signing Trevor Simeon, who got cut by the Bengals because, you know, he played horrible in the preseason. So if that's their backup plan, things don't look good for the Jets this week or the rest of the season. Give me the Chiefs. Give me the points. Chiefs win with Taylor Swift in the house. (laughs) Monday Night Football. Not the best Monday night football game. It's also going to be from East Rutherford. So a Sunday night game and a Monday night game. Seattle Seahawks travel up there to face the New York Giants. Seattle is only a one-point favorite. Who do you like in this matchup, Gage? I think the Seahawks have had better showings this year um, compared to the Giants. We talked about you know a little bit ago how the Giants, yeah, they've beaten some teams, but has it been anyone impressive? No. And Barkley, at least as of us recording this, last I knew he was dealing with an ankle injury, but he did take part in drills today, but his status is still up in the air. Not having a fully Saquon Barkley, I really do think is a difference maker for the Giants. Matt Brieta, uh, he played, I'd say, pretty well, but he's not a Saquon Barkley. Um, Give me the Seahawks, and one point surprising, so I do think they cover. Yeah, I'm with you all the way on this one too, man. I think that the Seattle will come in and the Giants haven't impressed any this year. I'm surprised, like you said, Seattle's only a one-point favorite, but I guess they're thinking coming out from the West Coast, the Northwest, all the way out East Coast, it's going to make some sort of a difference. But give me the Seahawks in this one. Too much offense uh, with Geno Smith, Metcalf, Walker, uh, Tyler Lockett. Give me the Seahawks. Think they'll win and they'll definitely cover. So that is all of the games for week four. Gage, what do you think this week looks like? What game are you looking forward to besides besides Pittsburgh? We'll take that one out. Oh man, I, it, 
probably no, I think there's an easy one to pick here. I think the easy one to pick to say is uh, Buffalo and Miami. I'm not going to yes. go that route. I'm going to go Tampa Bay and New Orleans just because when we were talking about them, I, I said, you know, it feels like this matchup is good every year. I think it's going to be an actual good game to watch. Maybe you know, not a lot of offense, a lot of defense going on, and I don't think it'll be that high of a scoring game. So uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, I think that has potential for game of the week. I like it. The The game I'm looking forward to, I won't go the, the uh, expected route either. I'm not going to take the Dolphins and Bills, although, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a good one. I'm going to go with the AFC North matchup. Hmm. We'll go with the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. I think this will be a good matchup to watch. Good game. Uh, these teams don't like each other. Uh, you know, the Ravens used to be the Browns. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll just, that's, that's the one that I'm looking forward to seeing. Aside from, you know, of course, the Bengals. But we're not picking our own teams on these. <laughs> we're going off the board there. And then we, for the worst game of the week, I, I think we both will agree that it's it's definitely going to be uh, Denver and Chicago. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, the, the over-under on that one is 46. I'll take the under. <laughs> 26 might be safe on the over-under in that one. <laughs> it, it might be safe if you drop it to 16. <laughs> yeah. The over and under on Miami and uh, Buffalo was 53 and a half. Miami covered that by themselves last week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know who sets these lines, but I think sometimes they need to be like, huh, let's reconsider this. Yeah. Like, maybe we should put 70 up here. Somebody, <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Do you got anything else, man? Yeah, I actually did. You know, there's been a big topic of discussion this week, um, and it's actually been a topic of discussion a little bit for since last season. Um, in Philadelphia, what's your opinion on their tush push, their version of the QB sneak? I actually don't mind it. Uh, I know it's a big topic, you know. Uh, I know – I remember back in the day, this was in college – uh, USC playing Notre Dame. Notre Dame is undefeated. USC was too. And Bush pushed Liner in from behind. And that was supposed to be illegal back then, but that wasn't called. USC went on to win that. So now, I mean, it doesn't really bother me. I, I'm fine with the tush push. What are your thoughts on it? I think it's fine too. I mean, I hate watching it because every time you see it, you're like, oh, well, you know they're going to get it. Because it's mm-hmm. like, how do you stop that when you're fourth and in inches? I mean, you could run a normal QB sneak, but even defenses have figured out how to stop that. So when you add, yeah. when you add the element of the tush push, it's like it's basically unstoppable. I don't know if a team has stopped it yet, at least with Philly. But then they you, haven't yet. But then you've seen other teams this year try it. Like I think the Jags tried it, and I want to say the Saints did. I don't remember which team it was, but there was a second team that also tried it and failed. So it's not like it's some sort of cheat code or anything. It's just that Philly obviously has practiced it and they've mastered it. So there's no reason to get all upset about it if other teams, you know, can't take advantage of it. Yeah, it's kind of like a few years ago when the read option became the thing in the NFL. 
and everybody started running the read option and it, you know, became successful for a lot of teams. Like you said, so far, other teams have tried this tush push and it hasn't happened, but Philly has got it down to perfection. Yeah. Curious to see if anybody else would have this tush push later on in the season or anything, you know, just to see if it'll catch on for other teams or if it's just going to be a Philly thing. And we'll see if anybody can figure out a way to stop it. Yeah, I am surprised, you know, watching Philly really ramp it up last year with the tush push that you haven't seen really any other team try it. It seems like something that it shouldn't be that hard to master, I wouldn't think, but maybe it is. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, but they so far they have mastered it. We'll just see if anybody will be able to stop it or if anybody else will be able to replicate it. Time will tell. Yeah. But I, I, ter- I certainly don't have a problem with them running it. You know, whatever you got to do to win the game or, or get the yard or whatever, yeah. as long as nobody can stop it yet, go for it. Well, man, you got anything else? Nope. I think that's all for this week. All right, man. Well, we'll see how we do this week, see if we can stay above 500. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully we have a a good week coming up, and uh, we'll come back here next week and preview week five. There'll be some buys starting next week already. Looking forward to it. Once again, thank you for having me on, and I'll talk to you later. Anytime, man. We'll see you next week. See you. Later. Yay!